just me or does my hair look really good right now? Yeah. It does. Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> yeah, it's a good visual for a <laughs> it podcast. It does look really good. For me to talk about how my hair looks. Guys, actually, you can't see us right now. It does. All our hair looks uh... great. <laughs> And no, our they makeup. can't. They can't see us, so they don't know. <laughs> our hair yeah. and makeup looks great. You guys look beautiful. Your outfits are amazing. I'm definitely not I'm in my definitely washing hair today. We are what they call podcast ready. It's, <laughs> it's a little different than camera ready, yes. but it's close. I mean, I definitely don't have wet hair right now. You know, I'm definitely not drinking <laughs> wine out of a mug in my pajama pants. <laughs> So now that you all ha- you have a visual of how we're looking, welcome to Book Squad Goals. This week we are talking about the book Super Extra Grande by Yoss. Yoss! And to get us started... <laughs> I was um, hoping someone would do that the whole time. <laughs> I knew it was oh, coming. I, it's gonna be me. Good. It's gonna be me. Good. Someone sure. had to do it. <laughs> I'm to get started, uh, in honor of Yas, who is in a heavy metal band named Tanaz. 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 How do you spell that? T-E-N-A-Z. Cool. <laughs> I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but that's as close as I got. Um, he's in a heavy metal band, and he looks like he's in a heavy metal band. He's like full-on rocker. And so my question to get us started today is... What would your heavy metal persona look like? I'll go. This is Kelly. Hello. Um, So this is just like a personal dream of mine that I kind of feel like I will never fulfill. But in my dreams, I would get like a really short pixie haircut and then bleach it blonde, like like white peroxide blonde. And then I'd get like a bunch of piercings like up my eyebrow, like tons of different little hoops. Yeah. And I would always wear black lipstick. So that would be my uh, my look. Oh, and I just, I mean, this is just like basically my regular life too, but I'd wear a lot of animal print. Ooh, yeah, I mean, that's that. just me normally, but those are strong choices. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go. This is Susan. Um, I naturally have like the, the big, like wavy 80s hair. Mm-hmm. So I would just really lean into that kind of. Yes, yes you know, like hair band situation. I would wear a bandana for sure. <laughs> um, I already have tattoos, but I would really go for it. Like I would just yes. sleeves the whole thing. And just also, whole hog on the tattoos. Yes. I'm going full, full tats. And then right up I to just, below the face. Real quick. Oh yeah. Like almost a full net. I'm definitely gonna have a whole chest piece so that when I like mm-hmm. inevitably on stage, like take off my top, it's going to be like, what? she's still wearing something no those Mm -hmm. are tattoos Mm -hmm. so i also just randomly googled a metal band name generator and i would be in a band called corroded primordial (laughs) and (laughs) i'm obviously the lead singer though of that band i think you've really like i think you've taken steps corroded primordial we exclusively drink merlot from this winery in calera alabama hi this is emily i'm drinking a nice chardonnay that i got from a liquor store next to a gas station um just wanted to lead with that (laughs) gas station adjacent yes not gas station wine gas station adjacent wine it's a step in the right direction but it would be okay if it was gas station wine no one would judge anyway about my metal band um (laughs) i feel like i would be well 
Okay, so I've been in a band before. We were in a metal band. Yeah, this is kind of a weird position yeah. for you because you've actually been in a band. I mean, I I will say like, I I I I feel like I'd be rocking a lot of like lace and leather. Like, doing, like, the girly metal thing. So, like, again, like Susan, mm-hmm. I also naturally have, like, big wavy hair. So, I guess I would lean into that. It's really hard for me to... It's really hard for me to lean into that. Um, <laughs> and I'd tie it, like, pink or something. Yes. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Now I'm just imagining myself looking like one of the holograms on Jim and the, Jim and the Holograms. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right direction to go in, but that's where I'm going, so. It's like a hair metal direction. Yeah. 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 So maybe I'd have some, like, holographic stickers. Star tattoos on my face. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I can see you with glitter of some sort. Oh, yeah. No, when I, like, back in the day, I wore a lot of glitter, you know. As we all did at one point, I feel. I wear a lot of glitter now. I'm being honest. (laughs) Mary just now heard about glitter. Um, I am Mary, and my hair, my, uh, not my hair, my metal persona would honestly, like, I'm imagining a dress that Kelly owns. What? That's black, (sighs) and then it has, like, a white Peter Pan collar that's shaped like a cat. Yes. And I think I would just, I would just be into, like, Wednesday Adams, black dresses, Peter Pan collars. As seen on our website. And I would maybe shave my head. Oh, yeah, definitely shave your head. I have a weird shaped head, if I'm being completely honest. I doubt that. So I don't know how that would go over. What I really want is the four of these people to be one band. We yes. are in a band together, really. The band is called yes, yes, Book yes. Squad Goals. Book, Book Squad Goals. Goals. What a great it's band. Our metal band. <laughs> it's it's so metal to talk about books in your pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> it's it so is tag metal. So Super Extra Grande <laughs> is one of many, many novels by Yas, Yas. who has been writing science fiction. Since 1988, which is as long as I've been alive. Me too. I didn't know we were born in the same year, mm-hmm. Mary. At the very end. I was a, a... Oh, I was at the very beginning. It's still yeah. the same. I You're was... still the same Chinese... Uh, what's your... What's your the dragon? dragon. Oh, you're yeah. both dragons, so it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. In a Midwest accent, it's dragon. Dragon. <laughs> uh, Super Extra Grande follows, and I don't know how to say this entirely, Jan Amos Sangandongo. Sounds sure. right to me. A self-proclaimed... There's going to be a lot of that throughout this episode, yes. I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is a self-proclaimed veterinarian to giants as he works at his practice and goes on a daring mission to, to rescue two of his former secretaries from the inside of a humongous... I think it's a single-celled organism? It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. doesn't make sense. We'll talk about that later. The book is very short <laughs> and short plot-wise, but there's plenty of space to explore what's going on in Jan's head as he thinks about his life, his loves, and his career throughout the novel. Super Extra Grande is part linear story, part scripted scenes, part hypothetical memoir of Jan. So many things. And most importantly, it imagines a futuristic world where aliens live in almost peace with humans, and where Spanglish has become the galaxy's lingua franca. The novel won the 20th annual UPC Science Fiction Award in 2011, and it was just recently translated to English. 
there's been a lot of talk about this book. Um, it was recommended to me by a professor here at USM who said it was very good. And then if I liked science fiction, I should read it. So the way I've kind of gotten obsessed with this, not the novel, but with Yas himself, I sort of did a Yas deep dive. Ooh, tell us a story. <laughs> and did a lot of weird research into Yas. So I know... I bet you saw some stuff. And this happened at first because Kelly said, hey, have you guys seen this author? Like, it's just on the back of the book. I was like, I bought the book and I turned it over and I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) He looks, he looks like he's in a hair metal band. I mean, he, like his author photo, his professional author photo looks like a hair metal photo. Yeah, it looks like a glamour shot for a metal band. (laughs) Yes. It's my favorite author photo it's a time. choice. It's a choice. Um, yeah, but it's a great choice. Normally, author photos are so melodramatic, and I just love that he's he was just like, going with it. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so I wanted to know, like, this—that's such an interesting choice for an author photo. That I was like, "There's got to be more to this guy." So I started researching him. He's in a metal band, Tanaz. He has a degree in biology. Like he's trained in biology. Makes sense. Um. He's written it's like the James Franco of Cuban. Kind of seems like it in a, in a like a slightly different vein. He's um written science fiction novels for year years in Cuba, where he lives, and he is like really well respected and known there. I think it's important while I'm talking a little bit about what I found in my deep dive to separate the author from the book itself, because I. And we're going to talk about this. Find a lot of parts, a lot of parts of the book problematic and hard to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and in all my research about Yas himself, he seems like a pretty nice guy. Who, <laughs> you know, which you know, don't they all? Yeah, that's true. Um, there's a really interesting, like, 15 minute documentary about him that we can link to in the notes. Uh, it's in Spanish, but it's subtitled, and the interviewer talks to him extensively, other science fiction authors, and also Yas's mom. And his mom said, I think that he has three vices. Reading is number one. Women is second. And the third one was... Heroin. No. <laughs> It was like music, I think. I just wanted it to keep escalating. <laughs> or no, food? Maybe it was food. Um, he also talks a lot about political turmoil in Cuba and how he lived through such financial hardship in the 90s that he killed cats and cooked them for him and his mom. Because they couldn't afford to buy food. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting documentary and he seems like an interesting guy and I am much more interested in Yas the person than I am Yan the protagonist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Super Extra (laughs) Grande. So what do we think just on a basic level? (laughs) How's the plot in this book and what do we think about the writing style? Um, the sentences have a structure that it um, yes. makes 
a certain <laughs> it sense. was it was a book <laughs> <laughs> it was a book um well so like what i do appreciate i'll start off on a positive note because i feel like i'm going to be um having a lot of negative notes throughout this episode but on a positive note you know i'm not a sci-fi reader and Mm -hmm. i was able to pretty much understand what was going on here um even though there was a lot of like complicated language and as far as like talking about biology and like these creatures and all these different um species and all this different space stuff but i was never like i don't know what's going on here yeah so I appreciated that. There were certain sections that were describing the biology of a certain creature or describing how a spaceship works where I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) What am I reading? I would just sort of black out for a second. (laughs) And then come back. Yeah. It's very descriptive in those terms. Um, But, I mean, it seemed to, to... then again, like, I don't know shit about biology, so... I don't... I don't really either. I could tell, like, these are real biology <laughs> Yeah, like, he, it's coming from a very informed perspective, clearly, and, like, the the invented things seem like they do have root in reality, um, which I... Yeah, I mean, I will say, for me, too, that was, like, the most mm-hmm. successful part of the book was, like, oh, it's, like, it seems like he got really into inventing yeah. these creatures. Yeah, and the creatures were interesting. The, the creatures are interesting. So, that th- those were, yeah. Yeah. And that, was, it, that was it. It's yeah. pretty hard science like fiction. You know, like, hard science fiction being that everything is explained yeah. and... Even stuff that doesn't technically exist in real life, like the Gonzales drive that powers these spaceships that are discussed, even though it's not real, it's explained in a believable way. So it is hard science fiction in that everything has an explanation and is thought out and there's some like interesting world building in that sense. It's also... <laughs> All of the things I hate about science fiction. Yes. Which, I mean, that's exactly the next thing I asked, in a sense. Like, what do we oh, think yeah, sorry. about this doozy of yeah. a mirror? <laughs> so, like, um, I, I mean, okay. So, this is not to say that I hate science fiction, because I don't. But, uh, generally, the one of the main complaints a lot of people have about science fiction, which I agree with, is a lot of science fiction is pretty, like dude-centric and misogynist um and this is playing into that pretty hardcore i felt like i also like science fiction like generally mostly but i struggle with like hard sci-fi because it's just not what i normally choose so i rarely enjoy it as much as i want to but for that reason i actually kind of appreciated the really descriptive biological stuff Mm mm-hmm because the sci-fi that I tend to really enjoy is more scientific. And so, like, when I can see a basis and, like, more of a grounded reality, that works for me. Mm-hmm. When I get uh, out of it, which this also has, it's just, like, the the stuff where you really have to suspend your disbelief. I'm terrible at it. 
<laughs> and I think that might be just an Aquarius thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did my best, and it wasn't, I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I might at some points. But uh, yeah, the misogynist stuff is a real thing here. So we should talk about cool. that. <laughs> it's. It's such a problem. It's such a problem. Like, immediately, like, within the first couple pages, it's it starts with, it starts in with the, like, call me a misogynist, but... Yeah, I'm not racist, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, the precursor to any super racist statement that somebody you work with has made. <laughs> yeah. Well, this dude is not even saying... That he's not misogynist. He's, like, being openly misogynist and being, like, like, some people would call this misogynist, but I just think blah, blah, blah. It's, like, yes, some people would call that misogynist <laughs> right. and you pointing out is. that it's misogynist doesn't make it not Yeah, being aware misogynist. of its misogyny doesn't yeah. mean it's not misogynist. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, um, like learning because when I first started reading it I was like okay I'm gonna just hope that this is going to be a little subversive and this character (laughs) is going to learn how to not be an asshole no he doesn't learn how to not be an asshole he continues to be an asshole and then gets what he wants uh by being an asshole some passages gonna read some passages let's see so even in the beginning just the way the narrator talks the way Jan talks about women is weird uh so like he has a client which is a married couple who want to get the wife's wedding bracelet out of this giant alien oh yeah i know <laughs> so <do> I. And <laughs> he's thinking about this situation jan is thinking about it and he says to he thinks to himself from the little i know of female psychology she most likely felt <laughs> bored and left out while her husband was dealing head. with a thousand and one emergencies, and she wanted a little attention. Well, from the little he knows about female psychology, that's all you really need like, to know really. is that we basically just want the attention. Clearly, he understands. But he does know how women work. I mean, that's basically like men are important and have things to do. Yeah, and while we're sitting there with our jewelry and they're doing important stuff, we really start to need that attention. Men do important shit and women get bored <sighs> because their lives are full of nothing but jewelry. My husband isn't paying attention to He's me. He's too big. I'm going to throw this expensive bracelet into a giant sea creature. I do it all the time. Another, another part is he says, call me machista and close-minded. And maybe I am. <laughs> okay. But what good is a woman without her most important opening? So this is a section in the book where he's talking about his two secretaries who both fell in love with him and confessed their feelings for him. Look, this deserves a wine slurp. Hold on. Pause for wine mm. slurp. But one of them, one of them regrettably doesn't have a vagina. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, three out of four of us are drinking alcohol right now because it felt appropriate for this episode. Yeah, feel free to play along. I'm playing a game where every time I get irritated with this book, wow. I take a sip yeah. of my wine. And and I'm drinking a watermelon sparkling water, <laughs> which is similar. It provides a similar, a similar It's buzz. effervescent, if you will. <laughs> yes. So what's interesting to me about this, and again, like, you know, I wanted to give 
this novel the benefit of the doubt. Right. Since it is by a Cuban author who frequently writes about Cuba and like Cuban politics and interpersonal relations, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt that like something else is going on here. Right. And I am not Cuban and I will not pretend in any facet to be an authority on like Latinx culture, but I asked a friend who is Cuban (laughs) about machismo, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, please tell me how this is different from just dudes in America. And she said essentially that machismo is really complicated. And it is about men feeling that they need to be manly and play into a certain manly stereotype. But it also, in a sense, and this isn't necessarily um, good or right, but it also, in a sense, is about like the adoration of women and women kind of being put also on like a gendered pedestal. Right. Um, so it's machismo is partially about these really gendered stereotypes that used to be prevalent and that and what we consider machismo now is like the remnants of that culture. For example, it might be something big, like a woman's just not a woman if she doesn't have a vagina, like he's saying, or it might be something small, like women can drink out of straws. Men shouldn't drink out of straws because it's too feminine. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I try to think like, okay, so like maybe Yas is playing with this machismo archetype, but jeez. Like, if if you're playing with it, you better, like, come around and have some kind of, like, self-awareness that also reflects a, an understanding of why this thing is not good. Yes. You know, like, and that never happens. Like, despite all the self-awareness, because he repeatedly says, call me machismo, call me, like, what all this stuff, and then it's like, but then... He just goes ahead and says it and never, ever refutes his own. The, this is the thing I have the biggest problem with, especially with this narrator, is the entire book feels like a misogynistic punchline about blowjobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, at the very end of the book, Jan ends up with his two secret- former secretaries, one of which doesn't have a vagina, but has six breasts. And he says... Why do these women like him, though? That's my next That's my next point of interest. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, ahead, he, so he says at the end, And the hell with all my prudish, old, intolerant ideas about exotic women. Exotic being alien. Together with my equally misogynistic prejudices towards non-homo sapiens females, humanoids, or gynoid, gynecoids, with yellow pupilless eyes, cephalic crest, violet skin, six breasts, three forked tongues cartilaginous chewing plates and oral sex as the main dish on their limited but sincere erotic menu. And he basically is just like, yeah, I got a blowjob from this alien and I'm super into it now. The end. Right. Like, like that's what he learned. Yeah. Literally. It's like presented as like the final lesson of the book. Like I can be with these weird ass women because they can give me (laughs) sexual pleasure. Yes. I'm so enlightened now. And like he spends a huge chunk of the book talking about not only what a horrible person he is, 
but how he's like not attractive. He's like really tall and fat and looks like he calls himself like troll-like at one point. Yeah, he describes himself as a troll. And which that's not to say that people who are tall and fat and perhaps a bit troll-like can't be attractive. But if you're going around saying, like... Or get blowjobs. Or get blowjobs. But if you're walking around saying, like, women are crappy and whatever, then that's probably but not going to be also, like, like, he has this whole thing in the beginning where he's like, I had to get someone to work for me that wasn't a woman and was straight because otherwise it was just going to get too complicated because they were going to be like so into me and i'm like why though yeah like does he have a single redeeming quality he's good at his job i guess he's also mean (laughs) guess what I i don't care a lot of people are good at their job yeah a lot of awful people are great at their jobs yeah doesn't make them good people Nope. just makes them good at their jobs yeah. <laughs> Serial killers are good at killing people. Yeah. Do I want to fuck them? No. <laughs> it's hard to get behind this novel as a whole for me because the narrator is such a turnoff. And I don't believe that you have to like every single narrator of every single novel. There are plenty of books that have narrators I don't like. But there is not a single redeeming quality about this narrator. And as a woman, it's hard to read him talking such crap about women and being so ignorant. It's like, I have to deal with this enough in real life. I don't really want to read it, too. <laughs> I'll just go outside if I want to hear this. I'll just go on Twitter. Right, I'll just go yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> and, like, also... There are no other characters to root for. There are not really any other characters that are fully fleshed out. No. So he's the only person we really spend time with. He's so far in his head. Yes. You know, like, there's so much of this that's this him thinking about things. He's so into himself, and this is in, told from a first-person perspective, so, like, we can't really see anyone else, because he doesn't really mm-hmm. care about seeing anybody else. And when we do see other people, it's through his point of view. So when he sees women, he talks about their bodies, and he doesn't pay any attention to what they mm-hmm. act like. And when he talks about his assistant, all he talks about is, like, what a paranoid xenophobe he is. He doesn't talk about, like anything else yeah he's just like it's a very surface level view of everyone else in the novel because you're right like he's completely self-absorbed and can't see outside of himself kelly you brought up the point when we kind of like talked briefly about this via group chat that we should talk about intersectionality because the novel does a lot of really interesting things with racism and xenophobia But it's really dumb about feminism. And it's just so, it's always so shocking to me, even though I know it shouldn't be because, like, everyone hates women. (laughs) But um, it's always just so shocking to me when someone can be so aware about race Mm -hmm. and, like, to be, like, an author, like, a Cuban author who's constantly writing, like, about, uh, like, Latinx societal issues and, like, like, putting that into his sci-fi and, like, I mean, I haven't read anything else by him, but, like, just in this book alone, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with, like, which we can talk about in a minute, like, the Spanglish and and all of this different stuff. And it's, like, how can you, like, be aware of this form of, like, fear of the other and yet not understand how that also comes into play when you're talking about, like – 
gender. Yeah. It's just so like how like what where is the disconnect in your brain? I mean, I will say that it seems like all of the problems with gender are just yawn. It's just yeah. terrible. <laughs> Other characters, yeah. which, I mean, admittedly, we don't see much of them, but they don't seem to have this problem. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard because, like, we don't get, like, any other fleshed-out characters, so we can't really know if these char- if if his characterizations of women would be stereotypes because we don't really get them. So, yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> like ninety percent of this episode is just gonna be like exasperated mm. sighs, punctuated mm. by and slurps me of wine. Taking this wine and pouring <laughs> some more. Hold on, let me get it in the mic. There you go. I'm really <laughs> disappointed because I love science fiction. And I mean, mm-hmm. when we pick books for the podcast, they're books most of the time we haven't read. But also, since all of us have such different tastes, we're kind of, like, bringing a little yeah. bit of our personal taste to everyone else. Like, look at this thing that you might not normally read, but I'm into. And this time, yeah. I'm just like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. It I'm sucks. sorry. I was excited <laughs> about this. Like, I was, too. I thought it seemed really cool. And <laughs> it was, it's also short. I wanted it to be Dr. Doolittle for aliens. Yeah. yeah. And I was into the the, like, Spanglish aspect and, like... I was, too. That was the one redeeming quality for me. Yeah. Um, we could talk about that. Should we just talk about it now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought that really worked. I thought it was kind of the only thing that, like, really worked super well. Um, and Mary, I'm glad you pointed out that that wasn't part of the um, Spanish language version and that yes. this was something that was done by Yas and the translator for the English version. Yeah. Um so in the Spanish language version, it was it all like was all the dialogue just in Spanish and it was implied that it was in Spanglish or was it just in Spanish? From what I gathered from interviews, it was all in Spanish and it was implied that it was sort of like a slang Okay. That was sort of like a combo of English and Spanish. Right. But not translate. I mean, a huge chunk of it is just like in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's enough context words that you can pretty much figure out what they're talking about. I definitely looked up a lot of it because I was yeah. just like curious and I wanted to know. I mean, but it was... my like basic level Spanish got me through yeah, it. Yeah. So mine but... too. And I don't have a lot of it's a lot of it. <laughs> but Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean it's like it's a choice though, yeah. and I think that it's an interesting piece of world building to say and I think it's plausible to say that like Spanish and English combined would be the language everyone had to know. And well and I think in the moment that it works really well in this specific current moment too that we are living in mm-hmm. um in mm-hmm. case people listen to this just years down the road you know families are being separated at the border <laughs> just like yeah. let's talk about that for a second but like yeah. with just thinking about the immigration climate currently and america doesn't have like an official language and all of that stuff i think it's interesting to read at this current time i don't know if it'll always hold up that same way but um i think it's saying some cool stuff about coexisting and blending culture and blending Mm. species in this case um that worked well although like you said the intersectionality part then kind of failed (laughs) it all falls apart when you 
because it's just like like feminism falls apart without yeah. without right. the yeah. intersectionality of considering race. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't like have one thing without the other. Right. You just can't. But that part excited me to the point where I thought the rest of it would pan out okay <laughs> for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then um because that seemed like a, a really conscious yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you would think there could be conscious choices made in other realms. There just weren't. Uh, Yas said in that documentary that I mentioned that science fiction is one of the best genres because the world changes so rapidly that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but the world changes so rapidly that we need to already be thinking ahead to interpret what's happening in the present. That's interesting. Yeah. And so... I think I think like considering that he believes that and thinking about Spanglish as being the common language across all cultures and super extra grande, like it's interesting thinking about like current events and reading this book in conjunction with that. That being said, again, we don't really see any other characters and although it seems like these aliens are sort of living peacefully together, aside from like mentions of some wars between aliens not between humans and aliens it's kind of like well i don't really know what this <laughs> galaxy is like because <laughs> there's just not a lot of in-depth looks at other characters <sighs> so i know so much about how Jan feels about women or how he went to school yeah. and was an okay student but i don't really know much about these other <laughs> aliens other than their biology so i don't know <laughs> this is such a bummer <laughs> This is a bummer. (laughs) I really, as as a person who, like, doesn't choose sci-fi normally, like, for myself, I really wanted to like it so much. Look, it's this cat, everybody. Oh, good. Bring in a cat. That'll help. Oh, look at her. Talking to my kitty cat. Make a noise. Sweet baby girl. (laughs) This is Cersei, everyone. The star of our Book Squiggle song. Oh, but she's a girl, though. Gross. She is. Oh, Oh, my gosh. She's so pretty. She's so effing pretty. Look at her face. She's like, please, please put me down. Okay, bye, baby girl. I wish she would just sit on the back of the chair. <laughs> I wish she would just have her own call so she could be her own little icon on the page. So she, we could be like, what do, you, what do you think about this book, Cersei? And she'd go, meow. <laughs> the ask a cat section. Ask a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Cersei, what do you think, Cersei, how pissed were you? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> I so one thing I was really struck by, and I kept saying this over and over again, anytime we would bring it up outside the podcast, is I'd be like, wow, this is really short, isn't uh-huh. it? Like, this is really short, and Emily, you mentioned that, like, some parts, it took you longer to get through it, because you got bogged down in the technical stuff, yeah. and I agree, but like I said, I just kind of was, like, zoned out, and like, oh, okay, we're done describing the ship now, <laughs> um, which is bad Yeah, this me. was definitely one of those books that I, I, you know, like, some books you read two pages, and you realize, like, I wasn't paying attention to any of that. Yeah. yeah that was, this was one of those books yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, thank God it was short, though. Right. Yes. We would have been in trouble (laughs) had it been longer. (laughs) Yeah. Because it is so short, though, and because it is hard science fiction that doesn't really delve into a lot of character development, it really is just like, here's a problem. (laughs) Let's solve it. Here's some biology. Here's some misogyny. The end. Bada bing, bada boom. And it 
<laughs> it seems like it's kind of episodic. Like if there was another episode of this I novel where he goes, I mean, I wouldn't read it, but like I could see it, you know, I could see but another see, installment. It's not episodic because he learned a true lesson that you don't need oh, a no. vagina to be a woman because there are blowjobs. Yeah. And that is the true story. That's the true lesson of this novel. That's the moral. That's the moral. Like, he really grew as a person and realized. Thank God for blowjobs. <laughs> Which just made me feel, like, as a woman, just so capable of so many different things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have so many holes oh. in your body that can be penetrated. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of my orifices. No. <laughs> are useful like in their own <laughs> ways do you know what i mean women do have a purpose no, i after don't all. know what you mean because i'm a woman and i got really bored and was listening so you're gonna have to explain that again oh well think of it like a, if it was like a metaphor with jewelry oh yeah talk about jewelry <laughs> okay so like you can stick your wrist through a bracelet right yeah. right 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 <laughs> i don't even want to know where this is going but you can also have like an ankle bracelet or like you could have something that looks like a bracelet but it's really a hair tie or like a small earring which honestly could really help with the pleasure depending on your tolerance for tight spaces yes (laughs) um (laughs) so wait are you guys drinking yet i had a thing okay about the episodic nature of the book um okay okay i was annoyed in at, by the fact that like we get to the end and like like we spend so much time traveling through this giant lake tin so this giant creature that he goes inside to rescue the two idiot women who got stuck inside um which again again why they were on a spaceship together. Also, just like, let's go. With why, this why was this such a big secret? Boy, I don't understand. Because it kept saying like, "This is a huge secret. We ca- we have to keep this from." Well, it was like the races that they were were going to be in a war. But weren't they already they in a knew. war? Yeah, I was confused about that. But that's beside the point. I was so angry by the time I got there. To be honest. I was just so annoyed because they, like, he spends forever describing his journey through this thing, and we're finally getting to the the climax of the plot where he's going to save these people, and then he, like, in two pages summarizes the entire, like, rescue mission and end of that, and it's like, you spent all the time on the build-up to this and none of the time on the actual rescue, so these women didn't even get to have any dialogue, like... Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to see anything about them or understand them at all as people. I'm trying to turn this into a sex analogy. <laughs> Someone help me out. Oh, so he gave you a lot of buildup and then as soon as it he, was over real fast. As soon as he came, he was like, all right, I'm taking a Good nap. Night. He was like, okay, bye. Rolled yeah. over, passed out. <laughs> um, yeah. He like pretended to care about some foreplay and then like... When it was time for the real deal, I was like, real fast, like, real fast. See ya. Also, like, now I'm tired. Like, sorry about you. <laughs> Not, wait. Oh, 
Am I sorry about you? Who are you again? What is your name? Yeah. Aren't you just a series of holes? I gotta get up really early in the then morning. Then he gave so. all of these, it was basically like the end of a movie where it's like, this is what happened to this person. This is what happened to this person. This is what happened to this person. And it's like, these are all people who we've spent like approximately a page of time with. Like There were some people I was even like, who is this? Yeah, because the whole book's like a hundred and... 50 pages. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I guess this is like moving into like, how would we rate this? Yes. How would we rate this? For me, on Goodreads, I gave it two out of five stars, and that was a generous. I think that's very two generous, out of five. Mary. <laughs> it was a generous two out of five because I do think that some of the world building was good. I, you know, Yas is doing some things I've never seen before in science fiction, like the Spanglish. And the giant one-celled organisms. It is a nice concept. Oh, yeah. Weren't you going to say something about the one-celled organism? I was just kind of like... How can it be giant and one-celled? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If a cell is small... Which, I mean, he kind of tries to explain it. If you are listening and you know science, please... Explain to us in terms that we yes. can understand how you can be giant in one cell. So if you can compare it to jewelry. <laughs> or sex. Or sex. Remember, all four of us are <laughs> women. Very so please, okay, so please break it down in terms of, like, if it was a blowjob, how would right. it work? If it was diamonds. <laughs> then we'll get it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I gave it two out of five. The two is for the interesting world building yes otherwise me i'm really disappointed because i wanted to like it so much and i generally think you know like yas is an interesting person and i'm curious about some of his other books but i'm discouraged now from reading them because this book is so misogynistic and i the thing is is like i can anticipate like i can imagine right now someone who would come to me and say well you know you just didn't get Fuck it. Fuck you. Right? You know, but like, all of this misogyny is surface level, and I don't, I don't think you should have to read past it. No. No. You know? I don't, I don't know. It was infuriating. It's, it was infuriating. It was infuriating. I feel like I was going to say something based on what you just said, and now I forgot, and it's going to drive me crazy. What's your rating? I already peeped your rating. <gasps> you peeped my rating? Mm-hmm. What did I what did I Four rate? Four stars. It? That big one star. A big old one star. <laughs> I gave it one star. And I feel really bad, guys, because I so let me tell you a story. So story time. I rated this on Goodreads earlier today. And as I often do when I rate something on Goodreads, especially when I didn't like it, is I look at all the other one star reviews. Mm-hmm. I look at the one star reviews whether I like something or not, didn't like something, because those are always the most entertaining <laughs> to me. Um, but <laughs> so I was looking at the one star reviews, and one of the reviews was like, I read this because it was recommended um, on a list that said blah 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 about it and I was like dear god I wrote that I wrote I I put this book on a list for book riot for the read harder challenge as a 
a genre book in translation. I suggested it because I was like, well, I know I'm going to read it and this is going to be what I read. So let me just like suggest this. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I was looking at the reviews and I was like, holy shit, somebody read this because I suggested it. Because on... of you. I know. And I felt so bad because I was like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I just recommended it because I was going to read it and I didn't know. And so like I actually like commented on her review and I was like, I just want to apologize because I feel like you read this because of me, and I am so sorry. <laughs> oh my god! So that happened today. But um, wow! I just I think that's the nature of working in books, though. Is like you don't have time to read everything. You hear about things that people say are good, and so you and... suggest them to other people. Yeah, and so you suggest them. But I mean, I just feel really bad about it. But you know what? Somebody else could have seen that suggestion and read it and been like, wow, I'm so glad that you recommended that book. It was amazing. And um, I'm judging that person, that imaginary person. But that doesn't mean that I didn't help them in some way. I don't know. I mean, I feel really bad. So much of it is personal taste. Oh, yeah. But I just but... feel I just feel bad. And I, I, I just couldn't believe I was like, here's a one star review. And it's my fault. And I'm so sorry. So if you're listening to this, you're probably not because you probably hate me now. Um, but I'm sorry. They looked you up and were like, I'm not going to listen to or read anything yeah. she does. This person. No. Mm-mm. Don't you feel kind of cool that someone read your post, though? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's cool, <laughs> but I wish they picked another book on the list, I guess. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Hey. Look, it does Shit fulfill happens. that requirement. Look, yeah, if you're just looking to fulfill a requirement and fulfill it fast, <laughs> this is a short book, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is another, you know, read harder challenge it is harder thing that I can check read. off the list, and, yeah. And, yeah, it's under 200 pages, so, you know, at least you don't have to suffer for long. But, yes, one star. All of this is to say I gave it one star. I uh, I don't have a story to go with this, but I also <laughs> gave it one star just because I didn't really like it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> the one star was for the Spanglish, which I thought was kind of doing something cool. The other four empty stars okay, are because none of it panned see, here's out. Here's my issue: is like, can you rate something zero stars on Goodreads? No, because we all would have for a couple next door. Do you not remember exactly? That? So, like for me, no, that's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna say, guys, what's worse though, this or couple couple next, next door? door? Couple next door. Uh, yes, <laughs> couple next. No, door. I'm giving this. this a, I'm giving this the benefit door. of the doubt and. Uh, only because it's translated. <laughs> like, maybe some good stuff was lost in no, the translation. Uh-uh, gotta... Couple Next Door was in English. Well, then that translator did a bad job. And that you, hey, you gotta look. write that because the translator look. is... I'm listening. I'm looking. Look, look. <laughs> this was at least written with some knowledge and research behind it, okay? <laughs> Couple Next Door was like some lady yeah. shit. I think... <laughs> that was her at least they were female characters that like had stuff going on in their lives besides just like having vaginas. Did they have stuff going on? Do you mean like <laughs> badly written mental illness? Then sure, yeah. Like being an evil next door okay. neighbor slut or a crazy <laughs> woman is- because she takes a very low prescription of Prozac. Zola. Zola. Okay. No. Okay. In We're about the day, to go off. This is right why. Now. This is why I. <laughs> liked Couple Next Door more than this book. Couple Next Door took me less time to read. Well, it's written for children. <laughs> yes. Really? Absolutely it did. 
took me less time to read. And so I was not, I didn't have to deal with it for as long. I learned some new words in Spanish. <laughs> I so did <laughs> I didn't know that rasas meant races. I didn't know that. Now I do. I, mm-hmm. I didn't okay, look so up I, any of that stuff because I didn't care. I didn't like this or couple next door. I was interested. different reasons, I guess. But I felt like this was trying to do something other than be a page turner, which I felt like couple next door was just like, ooh, be the new, like, edgy, the blah, blah, that blah, blah. You know, like the girl on the train. Give me money. The couple next door. The woman in room whatever, whatever. The blah, blah preposition, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> Guys, we should write one of these books. I think we could do it. Just say the girl who did something. Oh my god, I a thousand the girl percent could. The girl with, who had one useful hole. Yeah, the hole. There you go. The girl attached to the hole. The girl no. attached to the hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm the last person that needs to rate this. And if I could, I would give the couple next door zero stars and this one star. But by all, or for all intents and purposes, one star on Goodreads is zero stars on Goodreads. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't really want to give this zero stars, so I'm probably going to give it two. But I would give it one if one didn't Just mean zero. Just give it one. I'm giving it one because it means it one. one I gave it Couple Next one. Door one, and I really I feel strongly that this How is How better. much better, though? Like, a full star Well, better? no, a half star, but we don't have half stars either. It's limited. It's a limited system. So you're going to round up? You're going to round up for this book? I t- for this book. <laughs> Kelly, you got to round down, man. I'm, I haven't decided yet, okay? All right. I'm between one and two. I think you should round down. Anything else? Um, no. <gasps> I'm out. Everyone, take cool. a drink. Did anyone read this? If y'all read this, please write to us and let us know if you liked it or if there were any redeeming qualities that you saw. Or... I I will say, Emily and I know someone in real life who read this, and I said, please tell me why you like this. And he had lots of good points of, like, he, the world building is really good. It was a oh, man. It was a guy. That's weird. And then I, I wanted to respond, but I didn't, you know, like, it was all that massage. Okay, cool. if you are a woman... <laughs> And you liked this book, please write to us and tell us why. Yeah. yeah. It's the squad at booksquadgoals.com, and we need to hear from you because you're a rare bird. We need. Um, we need it. And uh, I'm going to say if this was the first book that you decided to read along with us, like, sorry. <laughs> Try the next one. Actually, Mary, sorry. Stay with us. Stay with us. I'm kidding. Yeah, sometimes you're going to get a dud. Look, we needed to mix it up. Yeah. It was time for some sci-fi. We don't read these books this ahead of time. So sometimes they're really good and we're surprised. Sometimes they're they're really bad and we're surprised. We just never know. We just we pick based on interest. We don't know yes. how it's going to turn out. That's mm-hmm. where the authenticity yes. comes from. You can't blame us for this. Also, it would be a really nope. boring show if we just loved everything. Trust me. If we never had to slurp our wine. True. But if you want a really good sci-fi novel, <laughs> Annihilation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta get that plug in there. We want to remind you <laughs> yeah. that this is secretly a podcast about Annihilation and Hereditary and nothing else. Yes. Well, also, I mean, it goes without saying, guess who's in Annihilation? Natalie Portman. Oh, Natalie Oscar Portman. <laughs> this is also an Oscar Isaac podcast. Tessa Thompson? This is not a Natalie, Natalie Portman podcast. Portman. This is a Tessa Thompson podcast, podcast, too. 
Oh, as of no, late. I'm doing the Natalie That's Portman, true. James Franco podcast. Mm. Okay, well, Natalie Portman. Um, I don't want to. They were in a movie James together, Franco. and it was a really um, objectively a, bad movie. Request. But I, enjoyed I have it. a request, guys. Yeah, Can yeah. we one day mm-hmm. podcast about Black Swan? Yes. Yes, I love that movie. Fucking absolutely we can. Do you want to just do it right now? <laughs> Scrap you know this what we podcast. Should do? Let's do that one. We should talk about when when Suspiria comes out. We should see Suspiria and then also talk about Black Swan because ballerinas. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. It's done. It's happening. Cool. And also, okay. also, can we talk about Center Stage? I haven't seen it. And Save the Last Dance. Well, one time I was at a drive through at McDonald's and the woman there was like, you look like the girl from Center Stage. And I was Which like- one? The anorexic one. Zoe, you look like Zoe Saldana. You look like Lily Allen, and no one knows what they're talking about unless they said that. It was not Zoe Saldana. She was not. Well, that'd be weird. Um, You look like Lily Allen. Thanks, girl. You're welcome. It's hard out here for a bitch. (laughs) We should probably move on. We have some feedback. We have some feedback. It's two letters, so it's two letters from the same person, so I think one person should read the first letter. Someone who's really good at a gruff male true crime voice should read the first one. Not it. And then, okay, I think Kelly (laughs) should do the first one, honestly. All right. So first he says, before the letter starts, he says, I'm a guy, so if you read this on the show, please narrate in gruff male true crime voice. So (laughs) we will do that because you asked. I like... But now it's not just, can you read my letter and discuss? It's, can you narrate <laughs> it in a specific voice. style? It's so great. I'm, yeah, I'm it's so Kelly. Go Kelly. I'm only doing the first paragraph in that because I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't commit for the entire thing, but I'm just warning Okay, you that's fine. Okay. Okay. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I finished the Fates and Furies episode. And it ended with you asking for listeners who like the book to explain themselves. Well, BSG... I love this fucking <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing you talk about it, even if the opinions range from bleh to meh, because it helped me kind of understand what I loved about it. I feel okay, like you can I keep can going. Yeah, you're doing I can't do great. It Thank you, um, but I really have to reserve my okay, strength. Okay. okay, Lotto and Matilde both suck, but I think I never perceived them as real people. I took them as symbols or stand-ins for ideas. Lotto isn't a good depiction of an actual human, but he is a good, hopefully exaggerated depiction of selfish, careerist, horny, male hubris. Someone like Matilde wouldn't exist in real life, but I think she fits as the, quote, spouse who sacrifices her goals in order to gain martyrdom slash guilt points, unquote, or even as a depiction of the conflicted feelings women stereotypically have about sex. It's not such a big deal, and you should be able to talk about it, except that it is the biggest deal, and you should only talk about it in chaste whispers. I don't know. Throw those ideas together with a healthy helping of lofty NPR-ready prose, and I am so in. Obligatory question, what is the best book that you have no intention of ever revisiting? Thanks for the podcast, Alex. P.S. I love that y'all don't get a, give everything a five out of five You're going to love this episode, I thought then. I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Alex. I thought I was crazy for not loving I'll Be Gone in the Dark after seeing the internet talk about it. I'm not nope, alone. You're not alone. I, then, I moments it. later. Okay. Alex then sent moments a second later. Email. This is the second email. And by the oh, way, wait, wait, Alex, wait, wait, wait. Yes. 
I just need to say, uh, Chaste Whispers is actually the name of my metal band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a good one. Okay, so second email. By the way, Alex is from New England, which I guess means he's probably a Patriots fan, and that is not okay. Um, But whatever. Alex, look, I don't give a fuck, so. Man. I don't even know what a Patriot is. Good. (laughs) Keep it that way. You're better off. Anyway, second email. Oh, dang. I have a better question. Hey, (laughs) y'all. I work with a bunch of egg-headed scientist types, and my coworkers almost exclusively read nonfiction. Those that dabble in fiction usually stay in the grandchildren of Tolkien realms. Realms? Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Realms. Realms. You're not from New England, are you, girl? No. Go Saints. Okay. All right. Anyway, Rothfuss, Sanderson, Robert Jordan. I don't know who any of those people are. Yeah, it's Patrick, Patrick Rothfuss, Brandon Sanderson, and Robert Jordan. Okay. Mary knows. So when he said, you know the ones, he must have been talking to Mary. It was me. Uh, Here's the question. If an egg-headed scientist type were to ask you for a recommendation of a book you like, what would you recommend? I think you're going to say Annihilation, right? Obviously, Annihilation (laughs) is always appropriate (laughs) to recommend. Any any recommendation could be filled by Annihilation. Um, Yeah. Look, I'm just saying no one's been disappointed when they've read Annihilation after I've recommended it to them. I was not disappointed. Everyone's loved it. Uh, let me think about it for a second as okay. you guys ponder. Well, while you're thinking about that, let's go back to the first question he asked, which was, what's a book you really like that you never plan on reading again? I have one. Yes. Go, uh, Susan. A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. I read it for the <laughs> first time this year. I'm not going to revisit it. I enjoyed it, but I had my day with it. Literally, my day, one day with it. I'm not going to go back. Yeah. Maybe if I ever have kids, I would want to read A Wrinkle in Time. You should You should them. read the Hope Larson comic adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. No. I'm not going to revisit that either. Um, no. <laughs> she's not doing it. She is not um, I I will it. say House of Leaves. Okay. Yeah. I love that book. I think it's really good. I think it's interesting. I was genuinely scared by it. I read it during the summer when I was staying with my mom and she was like in between moving. And so I was just like sleeping on a mattress on the floor <laughs> in this mm-hmm. empty house reading it. It was very spooky. But it is so long and there are so many footnotes. It's a hard read. Like it's not an easy read. Um, so even though I really enjoyed it, I don't really have any intention of ever reading it again. I'm going to go with The Mists of Avalon, I decided. Ooh, oof. I, I don't even know what that really, is. Girl, you would love it. Trust would me. Would I? So, it's really good. But you don't want to read um, it. King Arthur. Yeah, no, but, but it's like, what's a book that you love that you're never going to read again? So, it's it's all King Arthur, but it's from the perspective of... Morgan Le Fay, and uh, she's a badass, and there's a lot of scandalous sex stuff happening in it, which is always mm. fun. Um, magic and scandalous sex. That's all the Wait, book is. okay, it's you're great. right. I would love it. <laughs> yeah, no, you would. You would. Chase whispers. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's King Arthur stuff, which I think is really fun. Um <laughs> But the reason I would never read it again is, A, it's really long. Um, 
definitely worth the read the first time, but I don't know that I would gain anything from a second read because, you know, I know the story pretty well. Um, and B, like, there's so much Arthurian legend stuff out there that I feel like I'd rather just read something else rather than revisit that again, even though still the best Arthurian legend thing I've ever read. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, well, my philosophy is never say never. <laughs> So Harry um, Potter. That was that so, was also the moral of Super Extra Grande. Yeah, it's true. Well, I will never read Super Extra Grande again. <laughs> but you not because you loved it so much. But I, I did not love it. So that does not count. Um, I, but right now, I'm going to say 100 Years of Solitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I maybe someday will want to reread it. It's hard to say. It's really long and very I mean, dense. It's 100 years. So that's like why so. I kind of... Yeah. It's good, yeah. though. It is. It's so fucking Mary beautiful. and I read that together so for good. class. Mm-hmm. Aww. I love that That's book, good. but it was a hard read for me at the time. Granted, it was like, I was a bit younger when I read it, so it, I might have an easier time with it now. But there's a lot of characters with the same name. And there are also so <laughs> many other Marquez books to read that are also really mm-hmm. good. Exactly. Seems, this is sort of the same thing where it's like, you could read that again, or you could read something else he wrote and kind of, like, get something new, but, like, more. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. So. I want to do a mini-sode now where we just talk about other books we loved. <laughs> so you can add them. You could do your... that. Especially if they're just, like, a book that not a lot of people have read, but you read it and you loved it and you tell everybody about it, mm-hmm. but you can't get anyone to read it because I have one. That's really why I want to do you it. Can... Yeah. We should do. We should do like a top top three books people pro- might not have read that you should read list okay. episode when we don't have anything to do. Okay. Thinking about the scientist type mm-hmm. folks Egg-headed who might like type. a book recommendation. So seeing that these folks typically stay in the grandchildren of token realms, which is are these like three pretty prolific fantasy authors. I would maybe recommend something fantasy adjacent, like Stephen King's Dark Tower series. So, like, Stephen King writes all sorts of books, you know. And for Stephen King, the Dark Tower is kind of like a departure into fantasy. Fantasy science fiction in an interesting way. But if you read that and like it, it might be sort of like a gateway into his other books, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a, now that you said that, Stephen King has a cool novella that's really uh, fantasy-like, uh, The Langoliers. Mm-hmm. Has anyone read that? I I know, but I've seen, like, part of the adaptation. Oh, well, that's bad. I remember, <laughs> aren't those, like, the telephone pole creatures? They're, like, things? these creatures that, like, eat time. So, Ooh. but, like, which, okay, and I told you, like, I don't usually choose this kind of thing for myself, but I read that novella so fast. Like, it's a really cool, fun, like, really fast Stephen King novella that's, like, sci-fi fantasy. It's awesome. Don't watch it. It's very bad if you watch it. If you read it, you might have a good time. My mom definitely watched it once because I remember her telling me about it. The Girl from the Secret Garden movie is in it. (laughs) She plays a blind girl. Oh. Well, Not I don't know well. why my mother watched this because she doesn't do that shit ever. <laughs> She's like, I love the Secret Garden. Yeah, I love the Secret Garden too, but. That's all I have to say. 
Also, maybe Dark Matter. Ooh, yeah, Dark Matter. Which is a book that oh, we yeah, read Dark before Matter. we... Before we actually started the podcast, but we were a book club, we read a book called Dark Matter. And I wasn't even technically part of the club yet, Mm -hmm. but I saw it on the list. This was, like, right as I was joining. And so I recommended it to my work book club that I started, and we read it, and, like, it was universally adored by all different types Mm -hmm. of readers. So, yeah, I would say that one, too. It's kind of science-y. It's, like, a fun... There's action. It's a fast read. Kind of it's fairly me of that episode of Community. Mm-hmm. This is the darkest timeline. Yeah, it's kind of like what if that episode of Community was also Black Mirror? I just love Community. I'm just gonna talk yeah. about it. Good description. Yeah, <laughs> which is great because Black Mirror and Community are great shows. True, dat. Speaking of stuff Emily's into. Yeah, let's talk about stuff we're into. Really, I just want to do this segment so that I let's can Let's just talk, talk about one stuff. About sharp objects. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got time for four stuff we're into. Um, let's yeah, let's talk just about talk sharp about sharp objects, objects. Because we are planning on doing a <laughs> podcast episode about sharp objects when the, when the show yeah, we are. finishes. But um, as of our recording, the first episode premiered last night by the time this comes out there will be two episodes out but oh my gosh i watched it earlier today um i was so pumped as soon as it started i was like i love this already i love this period i love everything about this like this is so good and um i've read the i've read the book susan's read the book so um i think i'm gonna read the book yeah yeah and i started the episode this evening like while I was making dinner and then I had to stop it because I was like no I need to be like yeah. just sitting with this and only doing this I can't be like fully committed making broccoli I'm and already shit. planning on watching it over again because I really enjoyed it and I feel like I need to watch it again to like make sure I catch it well Amy Adams is like it's been an episode I've seen half an episode yeah. and Amy Adams is amazing I know <laughs> Right? I'm going to love her yes. the rest of the time. Yes. It's only going to get better. So I actually I do have a yet. stuff we're into that I just thought of. Yeah. Quickly. Okay. Well, you can go. Um, that was Sharp Objects, everyone. Yes. Now moving on. Uh, go ahead. Just quickly. I saw Damsel, the movie, last mm. week. Um, and it's not a perfect movie by any means. But if you are at all a fan of Robert Pattinson... You gotta see this movie. You gotta see this movie. <laughs> Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Diggory. Diggory. We like to think. I of like him never even it. heard that sentence before. He's actually a fantastic actor. Many people do not know this. Just Cedric. <laughs> I just like to think about Cedric. Sure, Diggory. sure. Listen, okay. Susan. No, I believe you. This movie is really weird. Look, I love James Franco. I can't judge. Yeah, you can't. This movie <laughs> is really weird, and. Like, it's basically, like, a a take on a Western, but with, like, a twist. Um, and it, I don't want to say too much mm. about it, because otherwise it's going to spoil it, but, like, Robert Pattinson gives a really good, really funny, really silly performance in it, and also has Mia Vasakovska in it. And... Ooh, I like her. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's it's very weird, like I said, and it doesn't totally work, but it's like super interesting, and I recommend that you check it out. I like weird. I used to think I didn't like westerns, and then I saw Slow West. I think you'd probably I love that movie. enjoy this, Emily. 
I like contemporary takes on westerns. I don't like watching yeah. actual westerns, like old westerns. Right. They're real boring. They're so I, A boring. lot of which has to do with the lack of um, strong female characters a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, I just find in general when movies just have men in them, it's really boring. <laughs> just gonna be honest. Yeah. Can I... Can I have a stuff yes. I'm into? Just everyone, just ignore what I just said. Just really, before. just so very quickly, I watched a movie the other night called The Endless mm-hmm. by the duo of Justin Benson and Aaron you're gonna Warhead. Say Justin Bieber. No. Me too. Um, He's engaged, by the way. Gross. I was going to say gross. <laughs> but The Endless is sort of like a sci-fi horror movie about time and cults. And nostalgia and growing up. That's it was really good. Cool. Oh, um, sorry, I'm gonna say one too because I actually did and I just doubled onto sharp objects, but really quickly nailed it has new episodes yes! on Netflix. Yes! And they're just as good, if not better, than the first season. And I, so please get on that. So good. I haven't watched it yet, but I do know that there's a queer eye crossover yes. episode. And I'm so I just like that on nailed it. So good. It's they do a bunch of weird, like, they know they're a ridiculous show. <laughs> I just lean Nailed into it. it. The it show has, like, is making fun of the show yeah. the whole time, It which has, is like, awesome. the loosest format. It's, like, the silliest thing. I, I love it. <laughs> the stakes are so low. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have exciting news. We have... Please, please tell. After months of dreaming... In wishing, we have t-shirts. <gasps> wishing and hoping yeah. and thinking. We have two different styles of t-shirts mm-hmm. for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. One that comes in pink and gray and one that comes in black and a dark gray. Um, so both of them yeah. are a version of our logo. They say book squad goals. A portion of all of our t-shirt sales goes straight back to us so we can promote the podcast and make more content for you, the listener. So think of it as a way to support us and also have a really cool shirt that's comfy. That is soft. Yeah. I'm wearing Because, right like, believe now. it or not, we're actually not getting paid no. right now. Yeah. We're doing this. <laughs> believe it or not. I know it this is a seems like project. we are. <laughs> but <laughs> we're just doing this because we love it. <laughs> you might... Call these shirts hashtag goalie gear. Oh. Goalie gear. Goalie gear. Hashtag goalie gear. Yeah. And oh my gosh. I think you would look really, it's like just so good in it. So hot. You. You. Probably in both. Editions. Yeah. I mean, I look, have the pink one and I need a dark gray one, I think. So. Me too. Um, yeah. So no matter like so you can find those t-shirts on Amazon. All of that. We've got the shirt. There's a little something for everyone. Goalie gear. Hashtag Mm -hmm. goalie gear. I'm gonna. I'm hoping that by the time this episode comes out, that you will be able to purchase it via our website. But if not, I'm gonna put a link on the website to the page on Amazon. Uh, The Amazon. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So please buy a shirt and show Support everyone us. you love our podcast. And thank you to the people who already bought them. You Yay. fucking rock. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Marika, Thanks. we saw your post. Thank you. Yeah, please, like, love tag you. us. Mm-hmm. If you're wearing your shirt, 
you know, let us know. And and then, like, maybe we can do, like, a compilation of listeners wearing their shirts, and we can, like, make a little collage. Tag us, hashtag goalie gear. And, like, put it up and be like, look at these cool people wearing their yeah, shirts. Yeah, and also, and if you have a pet. Yeah, and don't make it just be pictures of us. It'd be weird. Yes. Yeah. And, yes, if you have a pet. Yeah. You know, put them in a yes. shirt. Especially if you have a pet. Yes. Yeah. We... We cannot yeah. stress this enough. They need to be and in you, it too. You might think we're joking, but we have asked for pet pictures. Please Put them in a shirt. send us pet pictures. We want all the pet pictures. <laughs> Every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give it to us. Especially pet pictures with books that we're reading or related content. Is, is your cat watching Westworld? We then <laughs> send us that picture of the cat watching Westworld. Let us know. And we will post your pictures. And everyone will see your baby angel. What's on the blog? So many good things <laughs> Right now, we have so many good things on the blog. We have a post from Emily about the book Hope Never Dies. Which is a story about Barack Obama and Joe Biden on an adventure to find <laughs> out the mystery of Joe Biden's <laughs> missing favorite train conductor. That is correct. That is what the book is about. Um, it's a wild ride. It's wild. a wild ride. Um, strap in. I feel like the cover alone just makes the book worth The cover is so great. Yes. And I have a button of the cover on my tote bag, and I want to show it to you guys, but this is a podcast, so no, I can't show you. But um, it's great. It's a great cover. <laughs> so at least just go on the blog and check out the cover, and then stay for the Obama-Biden memes that I have included for so you. So many to choose from. For your yeah. pleasure. And Emily actually got a little sneak peek of the book, so it will be out if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out. But when the blog was originally posted, it was a little sneak preview. Yeah. Um, not a sneak preview is the 30-year-old book series I'm talking about in my latest blog post. Um, I recently started reading the Wheel of Time oh, series, which is by sweet. Robert Jordan, who Alex mentioned in his email. <laughs> oh. I felt a little called out. <laughs> but... Um, I hate fantasy novels, Damn. and I specifically dislike J.R.R. Tolkien and George R.R. R. Martin. All the R.R.s. Wait, I didn't know this about you. Mary does not speak for all of us. These are unpopular opinions. I have I have read all the Game of Thrones books, so... I'm not saying there's anything, like, inherently wrong with them, necessarily. It's just not my favorite. The dungeon master of our group hates fantasy. <laughs> yes i know that's the thing is like i play D twice a week and i started thinking like isn't D like based off of tolkien stuff it is okay. no it totally is but i don't like him um i started reading what the wheel of time series and i just finished the first novel and i liked it a lot and so from the perspective of someone who doesn't like the fantasy genre that much i give five reasons why the Wheel of Time series doesn't suck. Hmm. Um, I should note, behind the scenes, I wrote this as someone who read the whole series, uh, was sitting there with me, and some stuff I was like, I'm going to put this on there. And he'd say, maybe you don't want to do that. He made a lot. La- he made a speech. That starts in the second book. Okay. <laughs> but I'm really excited. 
So. And then Susan, you have a blog post. Yeah. Um. So since this sci-fi novel today didn't satisfy me, uh, I watched a new sci-fi movie and reviewed and recapped, aka spoiled it for you on the blog so there's a new netflix movie called tau it's about artificial intelligence and you know smart houses and it's not very good so but uh but i tell you why i need to watch it because it's not very good sounds like things i like (laughs) but you might sounds like it's Uh, gonna be bad (laughs) but gary oldman's in it you guys which is baffling as a person but I mean, like, hot on the heels of some awards, he was in this. Is this what I'm saying? (laughs) And it was like, but why are you in that, though? You know? This is one of those. Also, he's just a voiceover. He's not... Literally. You don't see him. I didn't even know he was in it until after the fact, and it blew my mind. Okay? He's the voice... Okay, just you guys. He, like, recorded that on his cell phone and sent it. <laughs> no, he did. I'm pretty sure this man showed up for zero days of production. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he got paid for it, and now he's like, now that he saw what it was, he's like, but why did I do it? Yeah. Maybe no one will know it's me, but I'm here to expose him, okay? So, like, I am on the blog telling you, hot take, Gary Oldman is... Straight up in this movie. <laughs> He's here. It's it's sort of like how Bill Murray agreed to be in the Garfield movie before he realized that it wasn't a Coen Brothers movie. He, Wait, why would he think that what? it was a Coen Look. Brothers movie? Because the person who wrote it is someone Coen, and it's like the same name as one of the Coen Brothers, and he thought it was a Coen Brothers It's movie. just another wow. Jewish yeah, guy. Yeah, it's just some other dude with the same name. <laughs> And he was like, I agreed to be in this movie because I thought it was a Coen Brothers movie, and it was not. Mm, that one's on Bill. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, this, the name of the sequel to the Garfield movie makes it okay. And the sequel is called Garfield, colon, A Tale of Two Kitties. It's beautiful. And next on the blog, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> a retrospective by Kelly. <laughs> Next on the podcast. Next on the pod. Let's talk about the pod. Next on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the new movie starring Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield. Gosh, I just like him blanking. My boyfriend. I can't believe you forgot Kelly's my boyfriend. Kelly's boyfriend, Lakeith Stanfield. In our defense, you have not introduced us. And sorry to bother you. Also, a lot of other famous people in that my movie. My girlfriend, Tessa Thompson. <laughs> yes. Um, David Cross. Danny Glover. Uh... Patton Oswalt uh, does a voice. Is yes. Gary Oldman in it? Army Hammer. Also. Terry Crews. Gary Oldman might be in it. He might pop up. Possibly Gary Oldman's voice as a robot. Yeah. So it could happen. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet, but we'll watch it before. Who's the to podcast. say? We'll let you know if he was there. And then uh, next time on the book version of the podcast, we are going to read The Leftovers. Woo! By Tom Parada. Yeah, I'm actually I'm, really excited. Me too. To read this. Me too. I'm going to read it for I really like Tom Parada, and I'm super excited to read this book finally. Yeah. Are we going to discuss the TV um, show? I was show thinking at all? of maybe trying to watch like the first episode. 
but I have not watched I've, any of it. Yeah, so. I'll try to watch some of it. So I've seen the first episode, and that's the only episode I've seen, not because it wasn't good, but just because, like, I was watching it with other people, and it was one of those things where we were like, oh, we're going to watch this together, and it never happened. Um, So I'm going to try to read this book quickly and then watch the show. A lot of people. Because I'm feeling yeah. ambitious. Love the shit out of that show. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so... Maybe we will, too. Maybe we will, too. We'll see. We'll see how much we talk about it. But if you guys have any comments or questions um, about that to send us in advance, you can always do that as well. You can also send us mm-hmm. comments or questions about what we talked about today, Super Extra Grande. <sighs> or if you want to talk to me about Joe Biden and Barack Obama, you can send me those comments, questions. Yeah. If so you have a on our other show, we're going to read comments on blog posts like the barack obama joe biden blog post wheel of time like the hereditary blog post like the wheel of time like the tau blog post i feel like it's just gonna be a lot of emails that say why do you hate tolkien other so please don't at mary are all gonna be on the other so so we've already got some good stuff for hereditary keep it coming yeah the squad at bookswagals.com we love it it. please Mm -hmm. subscribe to us on your podcast catcher Ugh. of choice podcatcher catcher. of choice and um, <laughs> catch them all. rate and review us on apple podcasts if you can and please uh like us mm-hmm. and follow us on social media we're at book squad goals on instagram twitter facebook um all the things yeah <laughs> that's all i got thanks good we gotta say bye bye oh